This is our devotional commentary for Mark chapter 3. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. Again, he entered the synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand. And they watched Jesus to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man with the withered hand, Come here. And he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm? To save life or to kill? But they were silent. And he looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against him, how to destroy him. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great crowd followed from Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and Idumea and from beyond the Jordan and from around Tyre and Sidon. When the great crowd heard all that he was doing, they came to him, and he told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they crush him, for he had healed many, so that all who had diseases pressed around him to touch him. And whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God! And he strictly ordered them not to make him known. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him, and he appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him and he might send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. He appointed the twelve, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder, Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Then he went home, and the crowd gathered again, so that they could not even eat. And when his family heard it, they went out to seize him, for they were saying, He is out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, He is possessed by Beelzebul, and by the prince of demons he casts out the demons. And he called them to him and said to them in parables, how can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then, indeed, he may plunder his house." Truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man, and whatever blasphemies they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin, for they were saying, he has an unclean spirit. And his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. And a crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers are outside, seeking you. 
And he answered them, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. As Mark 3 opens, Jesus heals a man with a withered hand. Instead of praising God for the miracle, religious leaders accuse him of violating the Sabbath. Jesus exposes their hearts by asking the question, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath or to do evil, to save life or to kill? The irony is stunning. Even as Jesus does a kind deed on the Sabbath, they are plotting his murder. Though Jesus had intense critics, he also had enthusiastic fans. Through the rest of the chapter, Mark draws attention to the crowds that traveled great distances to see, hear, and touch the Lord Jesus Christ. So how does he deal with the pressures and thrills of always being surrounded by so many people? Well, first he controls his rising popularity. Verses 7 through 12. There was a magnetism about Jesus that appealed to the masses. At one point, his audience became a mob, with people pushing and shoving to be closer to their new hero. But Jesus will not be driven by their demands or distracted from his purpose. While people saw him as a miracle worker, ironically, it was the demons who confessed his true identity. Yet Jesus knows their diabolical intent. The Son of God will not allow evil spirits to advance the false expectations of a fickle crowd. Second, Jesus appoints his first ambassadors. Verses 13 through 19. A celebrity would have catered to the crowds, but Jesus is the servant. He withdrew from the crowds to invest in a smaller group of men in order to send them out on his behalf. Typically, a student chose his own rabbi, but Jesus called those he desired. From what we know of these twelve, They were a diverse group of unqualified candidates for ministry. So, maybe there is hope for all of us. But discipleship is a relationship before it is a task. We must be with Jesus before we serve him. Third, he warns his unbelieving critics in verses 22 through 30. The scribes witnessed many of Jesus' miracles, but... Instead of believing he was God's son, they accused him of being in league with the devil. Jesus points out their faulty logic, then solemnly warns of the consequences of such blasphemy, those who willfully harden their hearts against the Holy Spirit, persistently rejecting his testimony about Christ, may find themselves unable to believe, and so be forgiven. Fourth, Jesus identifies his true family. Even his own relatives began to question his sanity and tried to control him. Jesus shocked them all when he defined his true family, not by physical, but spiritual bonds. Those who love and obey him. Followers of Jesus may also be rejected by their physical families, but in the church, we receive a new family that lasts forever. 
Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide living daily in the Word.